Do I just be a Darth Melvin tunnel the hole? No. Hey everybody, welcome to the PC Perspective Podcast. Uh, today's episode is 469, recorded on September 27th, 2017. I'm Ryan Shrout. I'm Jeremy Holstrom. Nice. <laughs> I'm Josh Walworth. And I'm Alan Malentano. Uh Welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, we talk about computer hardware. Um, we talk about camera lenses. We talk about... Um, what else are we talk about? Prime before? cuts of meat. Know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, yeah. College, college basketball, FBI scandals, all that type of stuff. It's all, <laughs> it's all coming. What up does here. the FBI all have to do with college basketball? Nothing. Not on my team, at least. Did did Wyoming yes. get caught up in this, Josh? <laughs> do, do you really think Wyoming is a basketball school? Ooh, I that, thought you might have to pay people in. to come. Well, you know the nice thing about Wyoming basketball is it pays for itself. And that's about the extent of it. Well, all right. The, and football makes a profit, surely. Uh, it make, It's actually one of 15 schools or 20 schools in FBS that actually makes a small profit. It pays for itself, and it puts money in the scholarship fund for the, uh, for the, for the university. You think there's only 15 teams that make a profit in the FBS? Uh, there, I think it's 15 to 25 of them. Everybody else is running a deficit. I'll check my paperwork polls. later. We'll see about that. Uh, anyway, uh, do you well, think Kentucky is a profitable FBS football football? School? I would bet yes. I would bet yes because they bring in more money than the basketball team does. Anyway, again, another show uh, that's for our sports debate commentary show, which is on sure. Thursdays at 10 Thursdays. p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Uh, Pacific. This show is about PC hardware. It's on Wednesdays. At 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific at pcpro.com slash live. Uh, if you want to uh, uh, have a reminder so you can come hang out and watch the pre-show, post-show, all the stuff that goes into that, go to pcpro.com. What? pcpro.com slash subscribe. Uh, hold on. I need to open up this thing so that you can see my screen. Hopefully. There it is. If it works. Uh, how about now? Can we see it now? How about mm. now? It's a thank it. Oh, 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 PCport.com slash subscribe takes you to this nice. page right here. Nice. Asks your name and your email address, and we send you a notification when we do a live stream about this podcast or uh, like the game thing we did yesterday, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So PCport.com slash subscribe. Go sign up for that. Also, we have our Patreon campaign continuing to run at patreon.com slash pcper that takes you to this page this is your ability to sign up for this service and it allows you to directly contribute to us on a recurring monthly basis so if you want to give us a dollar a month or three or five or ten or twenty or two hundred or whatever it happens to be uh you can go like 200 i mean definitely 200 for sure Especially once we get sure. our our sports commentary shows going on Thursday nights, it's going to be totally worth it. Ooh. Then we need to get we have to like license that, that from uh, different groups uh, because they always have that uh, content of NFL.com is not. I don't, I don't think we're going through. to be playing NFL games as much as we might be talking about them. You know, we have Scott well, verbal Charles, or artists. written descriptions of NFL games. Scott will animate out what the football game would have looked like, <laughs> and then there you go. He's going to be like a court reporter. It's going to <laughs> yeah, be awesome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and as always is the case, if you become a new patron and or increase your patronage during um, the show, 
I will read off your name and thank you personally during the live stream. Uh, we already have our first one. This is a new pledge from University 4 fan uh, for $5. <laughs> <laughs> so the, so I got to tell you, there's people who don't know what that is. The FBI basically arrested some people in college basketball, recruiting, coaching, whatever. And in their indictment, they didn't list the names of the schools or the coaches. It was University 1, University 2, 3, they were 4, masked. 5, 6. Yeah, it was just like that, right? Yeah. But then they, they did dumb stuff like University 6 is in the state of Kentucky, and it's a research school, and it has 22,000 students, and it was on probation, and it has uh, – it's an Adidas that school. That could be anyone. It's that literally wasn't, That one wasn't school. a dumb mistake they made. It's that in an indictment, they probably can't say it. Maybe. But Maybe. they can say all the background information they want. So now, as Kentucky fans, we're making fun of all the Louisville fans by, uh, like, they've already started selling University 6 shirts, which was what Louisville was referred to as in the indictment. And in the, you know, in the the Louisville font across, of course, right? I don't know. Actually, I don't know what University 4 is. So I don't know if that's... That's that's ASU. It must be Phil Hughes uh, uh, giving us some money. No. And that's Arizona State wasn't in it. Arizona was. We don't want his money. I don't know who it was. So I, I don't know who, who whoever was. that was. We don't want their money. USC. USC maybe. USC might have been. Yeah. I don't uh, know. So anyway, thank you for that, and we'll, we'll keep an eye out for it. We do have uh, continuing on our new video coverage. We have our mailbag. Uh, PC Bird mailbag number ten went up. This is uh, me here, basically talking into a camera and, and microphone for. 20 minutes or so talking about these topics that you see listed here. If you find that interesting, uh, you can go watch that. It's essentially just a Q&A. You guys can submit questions on that post or through the YouTube channel or whatever. And then also we have uh, our uh, PC Per Plays where yesterday, yeah, yesterday, Alan and Ken got to play some um, Burnout, Paradise. Burnout Paradise. Yes, over here. Good so, game. Uh, a very good game. It was immediately hit with um, copyright notices because of all the music. <laughs> really? We, ex- we expected that would be the case. It wasn't playing licensed music, though. It was playing, like, Burnout, previous Burnout soundtracks. Yeah. Because I was mad it wasn't playing licensed music. Yeah, it, didn't, mean, it, it didn't play it, Paradise it City the whole time. Paradise City while we were setting up. Not what, while, while we were, we're setting, setting up, up yeah. yeah. Not one, not during the actual... Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, maybe just the live one is the one mm, that got flagged probably. for copyright probably. and not the not the recorded one that we'll have here. But uh, check that out if you want. All that is at pcper.com slash YouTube. Nope. YouTube.com <laughs> slash pcper. YouTube.com slash pcper. So. I mean, we could just make a redirect, I guess, but, you know. Uh, my browser just locked up. Sure it didn't. No, that's, that completely. Oh, there it goes. Oh, there it goes. Okay, let's pause that. Uh, so let's get on to uh, the content that we have this week. We're going to start with uh, a PFM product. Uh, I mean, it's explainable. Can I, can I ask you a question real quick? Uh, yeah. What laptop is that, Brian? Which Just one? in front of you. I'm this trying one here? to make it the, the silver one. This is a Lenovo Yoga 900. Oh, okay. 910. I, I just saw E something. Yeah, something. see, it says, it says yeah. Yoga up here. Yoga. It's got the watch band hinge. It does. Right? It does. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yes. This is uh, the Cabby Lake oh. iteration of it. Actually, I, I like it a lot. It doesn't get enough exercise because it sits here and it does this, so I can do things like this. So I can to move it, up and but, down on the thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a nice machine. Um, so we're going to talk about the Marcel. Marseille. Marse- Marseille. Oh, my God. Oh, Have Marseille. you ever been to France? There, there Marcel, are Marcel. other languages other than English, and occasionally they pronounce things in different ways. Um, hold At on, least you didn't on, say Marcielli. Did, did they sell it in America? No. America. Uh, in, in, in central <laughs> Kentucky, there is a road spelled 
There's a city spelled Versailles, and it, is, and it is pronounced Versailles. That's Indiana. Do you also say No, I mean, it's in Vagitis? Kentucky, too. Maybe it's in Indiana as well. But... Vagitis. Vagitis. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Quesadilla. <laughs> All these things are correct terminology for Americans. Come on, guys. Um, so Marseille. Now I hate this product more. Uh, the Marseille McCable. Uh, it comes so, with the white flag. McCable? Does that mean you can pick it up? And it's McDonald's? McCable. Uh, this is a cable that... <laughs> McCable? <laughs> Tip of the fedora? <laughs> McCable. It's French. Uh, so this is a cable that promises to make your video games look better. Uh-huh. Did, did you restart your browser? No, no. Do you not see it? Nope. I got a stuck image. That that free. Oh, that's God. hard for Get it off the screen. There we go. That's better. That's hard for us. There we go. All right. Okay. All right. Continue on. Marseille McCable, the gaming edition. Uh, so this is a thing that promises to remove aliasing Among strictly other through things. the HDMI cable. Yeah, yeah. I guess. What else is it supposed to do? Uh, image processing. So I think it was Alan that posted this link in our company slack chat a couple weeks ago yeah and we all went well that seems like that's probably snake oil yep just like those thousand dollar plus audio quest diamond hdmi cables so that your audio going over your hdmi source is as pristine as possible oh uh-huh. yeah those we've i seen, have all see, those. We've seen a whole bunch of that bullcrap in the past couple of years but this actually seemed like it had a chance in hell of doing something because it has a, it has a signal processor. processor DSP integrated into the actual cable. Yep. So, so essentially, it is. Go ahead. A perpetual Vaseline smearing machine. No. Yeah, no, I think that's exactly what it is. But it doesn't. No. Sweet. So, no. so we were we were doing some testing. We basically, so first of all, how much is this thing? One hundred and fifty dollars. So I yeah. paid one hundred and fifty dollars for this cable. For an it's HDMI cable. By the way, this. <laughs> you know what, PT? You could have just said. smeared Vaseline on your screen. This this cable. This <laughs> picture do that doesn't. For a this picture doesn't show the USB power cable yeah, that's required. You don't yeah, even need the we'll buck fifty right. because uh, it's right there next to your desk. Okay. Really but, just just hey, give Josh, me your computer on, for about twenty minutes. Do you have Vaseline <laughs> within arm's reach of your desk? Of course right now? he does. John Josh was saying he only needs twenty minutes <laughs> don't, to, don't to make your it. screen foggy. <laughs> I do have alcohol. That, that's not that's Vaseline. Clean it off. That's the Afterwards. That's yeah. what you use after the Vaseline. So this is what – it just looks like a normal HDMI cable. It's directional, obviously. Um, I guess not obviously, but it is directional um, in that the this end goes into the TV and the, the, the shorter end. The processing is near the input, not the output Yeah, from, uh, the, from the device. No. It says TV right there. That's the – that's, wait, That's there, the output. There is no input. It's a it's a it's HDMI cable. There's an output. Well, I mean, if you have to input data to the cable before it can be output at the other end. <laughs> in That's the not cable. Exactly how that works. <laughs> data is flowing one way. Yeah, yeah. I Meaning it goes in one end and out the other. Yeah, God damn one it. way. <laughs> I, mean, like, I don't know what else to say about this. Um, this is like when you refuse to recognize that a rectangular prism is a thing. <laughs> it's, no, I no, still it can't don't be. like that. We're, we're like in still the first article. So anyway, uh, we bought this and uh, we decided to test it. And Ken hooked it up to uh, a GTX 1060 system and we ran some games at 1080p. And we have the ability to capture 
yeah. digital output. So of we're something. not just like looking at it and telling you. Right. We're actually capturing the digital output from these machines, um, and we can. You know, that's what these screenshots here will show you. Now it's hard if you're watching this live stream. You're not going to get a good. Um, Honestly, even if you scroll this. through the page, it's hard. Like you basically need to. No, no, you need to click on the big – if you click on these pictures, you get a bigger version. You need to click on the big version, but if I was you, I would download those to your PC and then and flip through them in some forth. in some kind of pick yeah. viewer app or something so that you can so, really go, you know, A-B comparison. You on. guys are the ones that spent the time looking at this, and it and it seemed like you were more impressed than you thought we would be yeah. by this, yeah. right? I mean, it's definitely doing anti-aliasing. Um, I mean, I thought – there were some places where I thought that it would it was kind of getting rid of some of the texture detail. Sure, like in Tomb Raider, like on the face, on like rock faces. I mean, faces the way this stuff. is working is it's it has to it's doing like frame processing. Yeah, but yeah. it's doing it at essentially no latency as well. Like there's no processing yeah. time that occurs. Right, right, right. So it's not very intelligent about it. That's true. It has to it has to only work with a very short bit of information that it has. Cool. Like it doesn't add any latency. And because of that, it's not like it's buffering an entire frame and looking at it after the fact. It basically you know, has to look at it. Maybe you should just restart your machine, Ryan. Hey, Josh, Something's I don't need to take computing advice from you. <laughs> so this, this cable basically has to look... Have you tried <laughs> turning it on and off again? It has to look at, the, at, the, at pieces of the image as they're coming across. Not like it can't look at the whole frame at a time. <laughs> Sorry. What the heck was that? I, it starts to load the image, and then it just hides it, and I have no idea what's going on. No image for you. It's it's one pixel in size. It's a large <clears throat> image. Yep. So Okay. How's that? You're really Can you gonna, see the pixelation? Can we You're really going to break that? It's a little aliased. Yeah, it is. Right. Anyway, go so, ahead. Uh, so, for example, just looking at that frame, where your mouse is currently. Uh, wait, wait, right? here? Like the texture of that brick rock face there mm-hmm. didn't really change with the cable. But the texture in the background, like a little bit further to your right and a little bit down, like that section where there's the entryway there, uh, that lost some of the detail. I so see. it's like it's kind of selective on what it goes for. But but um, in the case, like pretty much all the edges were, you know, reasonably anti-aliased. Like, so we compared it to FXAA, which is a and- post... And SMAA. Oh, and we did compared to SMAA. Yeah, it was SMAA. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, FXAA was the one. That was the one that was really. FXAA is like smearing Vaseline on the screen. Yeah. So so this so cable SMAA did a better job than is FXAA. The yeah, the cable. The cable that it did. Tears your eyes out. The cable did a way better job than FXAA. Yeah. As far as you know, it was keeping way more detail than FXAA is like super smeary looking. Yeah. I don't even understand like why you would choose that after after looking at it in comparison. Okay. Um, but then the other one was which one? SMA. SMA. Yeah. Okay. Um, Josh's favorite AA. Um, and that one was a lot closer to what the cable was doing. Maybe a little bit fuzzier than what the cable was doing. Right. Um, now we didn't compare this to MSAA or SSAA. Right. Uh, we did. I didn't post the SSA in the article. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's clearly superior. SSA was clearly superior. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the best. Major it's, performance hit, it's the mo- yeah. most performance hit. It's a super sample, right? Uh, and even MSAA is all is better than FXAA and SMAA, right? Like right. the multi-sample right. anti-aliasing so, is so always better. They, so that's they call the whole their point technique of CXAA because, of course, we need another type of AA to. Oh, yeah. there's, there's yeah. dozens. There's but dozens. I mean, the whole point of this cable, like the primary point, as far if you were if you were going to plug it into a PC. Like, even though it's not its main purpose. Yeah. Right. But if you're going to use it on a PC, it is a zero performance hit. Right. Any aliasing. Yeah. Like, literally zero performance hit. Right. Ooh. No added latency. 
there's, didn't post you know, the other picture. I didn't post the other picture. Why yeah, somebody in the comments posted that. Somebody in the comments said well, that. I just figured that meant you forgot to save it or something. Oh. No, I have it. Oh, well, now you got something Mr. to Mr. Editor, you should have pointed that out. Okay. Editor? What are you, joking? <laughs> uh, we don't need no stinking editors. But we did try. So, okay, since you don't have the picture here, what was the difference like in UT 2004, our favorite game? Uh, it was noticeable. Yeah. I mean, it, I'm going to click this picture. It's going to work. It's it's Probably kind not. of difficult without the comparison. Yeah, you really need to describe. But I mean, you know, there's there's diagonal edges that are relatively sharp in that screenshot, like right. plenty of them, and yeah. you Over would here. see, you know, pretty well, harsh like the railings, particularly. Yeah, yeah, yeah you would yeah, see pretty harsh jaggies in, you know, just like without any AA, obviously, hmm. right? And the cables, you know, definitely helping. And then we use a latency tester through this cable, um, and I guess through a standard cable. Right to compare. Whose finger is that? Yeah, someone at the office needs to trim their nails a bit. Shut up. That's that's actually the yellow the yellow button that they're seeing there. No, yeah. it's not. It's it's Ken with fingernail polish. <laughs> yeah, it's, he actually paints the tip of his nails yellow. Yeah. <laughs> well, you see, they, so you know, it what makes the cool snorting the coke that much more interesting. <laughs> uh. So we, we we tested it on just the whatever display we had sitting around and basically proved, Ken, that this there was no additional latency to yeah. this. I, I took a look at this on a couple of different displays and we saw no additional latency over just a regular run of the mill HDMI cable we pulled off right. out of the shelf. So while cool and uh not snake oil like we might have initially thought, uh probably not worth hundred and fifty dollars, right? Yeah, it seems yeah. this would be cool if you were for some reason really into like you see, it's it's odd because you have to go to like Wii, Xbox 360, PS3 games where you'd still have HDMI and they wouldn't be very well post-processed, mm-hmm. right? Aliasing. So for some reason, you're really into a 360 game or PS3 game. This could be an interesting thing. $150 yeah. is a bit difficult to yeah. justify. On, on a PC, the extra $150 could just get you the next rung up GPU. <laughs> Sure, but you can just do MSAA. Or, or, just do, yeah. or if you're looking at retro PC games like UT 2004, it doesn't have anti-aliasing options. It has no options regarding right, but you can that. force it in on the driver. There's other options for sure. that. Yeah. Do you just seriously call UT 2004 retro gaming? Oh, yeah. Alex, it's 13 years old. So? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's 13 years old. It's okay. quite old. Um, and it's also worth noting that the same company makes versions of this cable that are meant to target um, like video as well, right? Oh. It does. They do other like they'll do other kinds of like color processing and right. stuff doing, as well. This one is the gaming edition, kind of meant for aliasing specifically. So it was interesting. It, it, it's it's but. a cool product. You probably know if you need it. Like if you're a type of person who buys like a frame meister or something like that and just wants to tweak with the visual qualities of old games, yeah. you probably want to take a look at it. I really wish. You could turn off the processing because in this case, like if you come across a game where maybe the processing looks really weird, you have to physically switch the HDMI yeah. cable. If you unhook power, it doesn't work as a regular HDMI cable, which just doesn't work at all. It's <laughs> oh, not passing okay. the signal okay, through. Yeah, yeah. And at, at the very the least, DSP. unplugging the USB cable would be nice for it to just yeah. It'd be cool if there's a way to disable it. Through. It'd be cool if it was just like a female-to-male dongle that you could put at an end of a cable. Yeah, that's true, too. As, so you could use a longer cable if you need to. Yeah, it's a very... What? I it's guess they wouldn't do that maybe because they need to have like certain like it only supports up to a certain length sure, cable sure, sure. or they want yeah. a certain quality to the cable, you know, diamond encrusted or yeah, whatever. You totally yeah. respect that, Ryan. Oh yeah, for sure. 
Yes. Yeah. But I mean, it, it's it's a kind of cool proof of technology. I'd like to see it maybe integrated into some devices if they license out that IP. Like, like maybe what, integrating it into like a Retron like device. Would, when playing what retro if, what games. if like Nvidia made a video card and this happened? Nvidia made a video card that like they had that at the like output of the HDMI. Like they just add another discrete chip and it does this on the way out. I mean, I bet their argument would be, would be that they can do it. Is there really compute? But. Is there really that much performance hit on some of the post-processing AAs that come close to what no, this cable does? No, I don't think. No, I don't. Well, on PC, I don't know it depends on the game and what AA you're using. Yeah, I don't know the answer because the ones anymore. that are post-processing filters that are not doing multiple renders and multiple scenes, slightly pixel shifted or whatever. Like, if it's just a post-processing filter, it's probably not going to add that much. This um, cable adds I mean, zero adds legitimately, but something. But yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. So I mean, if you you know. If you were a uh, Twitch extreme gamer, whatever, you want like the po- fastest possible, you know, right. lowest possible latency, but you still don't want Jaggies all over the place, this cable will help. Do you think like TVs right. integrate this tech and they just don't know how to, like they don't call it this or something? Do you think maybe that is uh, something that is either happening I think happening this is now? a much better version of the same basic technology because processing on TVs always looks like butt. Yeah. Like sharpening is yeah. always turned up way yeah. too high. Yeah, you can turn like, that. This, you can... Does, this does a level of sharpening, but it isn't overdone. Right. And it looks good. Yeah, you don't get any fringing at all. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. no extra sharpened it was a, edges. It was a processed image that actually looked good. Yeah. It's kind of the end all here. Interesting. I, I also just updated the article so it has the UT. So whenever people go to view the article, <laughs> Got it. it has the problem Got comparison. It. All right, so that's the uh, Marseille M-Cable Gaming Edition or the Marcel McCable Gaming edition, depending on who you ask. Yeah. The, the impression I got just from looking at the screenshots was it was as if you did like a bicubic resize to a picture. Like that kind of... Just a, like a photo filter? Well, if you were re- reducing the size of a picture by, you know, half the number of pixels, right. right? Like there's a different ways to do it, right? You could do pixel resize, which you would get crazy jagged edges and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. You could do like bicubic is one of the methods where it does sort of like an averaging, you know... So you wouldn't get jagged edges and sharp edges right. like that. It's almost that kind of an effect, except you're not resizing the picture. It just does that effect. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Uh, let's move on to the uh, next story here. This is the, uh, well, it's the review of the Core i9 7980 Extreme Edition and 7960X. These are... Yeah, I didn't read it. What does the X stand for? Extreme. I mean, it's X- extreme. 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 It's extreme, extreme edition. X, the XE is extreme edition. The X, I think, was just extreme X. exceptional X. didn't the x used to stand for extreme edition yeah, yeah. <laughs> no it stands for okay. xavier right 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 oh. yeah um so this this is is going to be shortened to the into the point guys this is so we've already looked at the 7900x so we know what this architecture is this is the six seventy nine sixty seventy nine eighty the 16 core and the 18 core variants um, you can see the clock speeds listed there, you know, 2.6 and 2.8 gigahertz base, 4.2 gigahertz turbo boost 2.0, 4.4 gigahertz turbo boost 3.0. Uh, you can see the cache sizes, uh, PCIe lanes, all that type of stuff. Obviously, the, the, one of the most important things here is the price because these are very expensive CPUs, $1,999 for the 7980 and $1,699 for the 7960. So uh, if you compare them to the Threadripper parts, over here on this side, you know, you've got the 1950X, which is its, which is AMD's 16 core part for 999, compared to 1699 for the 16 core part from Intel, and then 300 bucks more if you want to get the 18 core. So clearly, these are uh, priced higher yeah. than Threadripper, right? Yeah. Um, 
But like we knew this was going to be the case for a long time ago. Intel announced these prices well before any of these processors actually showed up on our doorstep to test, right? So uh, should not be a surprise uh, in any of that regard. So same feature sets, additions, you know, AVX 512, uh, the new cache hierarchy, new mesh architecture, interconnect, all this stuff has been previously tested. Turbo Boost Max 3.0 improved speed shift, all that deal. The X299 platform still uh, the the key to this. So if we look at performance metrics, um, two categories essentially, right? You've got your single threaded slash lightly threaded and your multi-threaded. In um, workloads like Sysmark, which are what I would consider lightly threaded, they have multiple workloads. Some of them are higher threaded than others. Um, these processors do very well because because of the Intel architecture and design, the CPU clock speed is actually um, pretty high in single threaded, like up to 4.4 gigahertz, which is, I think... Is that the same? Actually, hold on, I've got my cheat sheet right here. Uh, that's only 100 megahertz less than the 7900X, right? So uh, in theory, your single-threaded performance on the 18-core should not be significantly less than the, than the 10-core part, which is actually pretty awesome and not what we're, what we're used to seeing um, for you know, multi-core performance in generations previous, right? This yeah. is all the advent of the, of the Turbo Boost stuff. So let me go through, let's see, what makes sense to show first? Let's just go to the media encoding side uh, and yeah, show a couple of results. There, okay. T- take a look at, at, at the uh, Slack. This is something you're, you're going to enjoy. I did see that picture, yes. yes. Oh, damn it. Louisville, yeah, yeah, the bracket. Yeah, no, I saw that. That's still good. Oh, still funny. No. Still funny. But hey, you yeah, know. Sorry to interrupt. No, no, you're it fine. It was really funny. Yeah, okay. Made me laugh. Uh, so here's, so audacity is a, uh, very single threaded workload, um, MP3 encoding. It still happens. Like this is still a workload that gets used when you do a video edit and an encode, you're doing an audio encode along with the video encode, like as a separate task. So interesting to look at these types of numbers. Um, single threaded performance doesn't really vary a whole much, uh, vary a whole lot from the 7980XE through like the Ryzen 7 1700. Right, and if you kind of look at the 7900X, this is a lower is better, by the way, because this is in seconds. You know, we're all kind of in the same range here uh, with the 7700K. Uh, that's that's so it's it's actually a good score. The Threadrippers are behind, but not dramatically so. Uh, then we started to look at multi-threaded stuff like Handbrake. Handbrake is surprisingly. It doesn't scale with core count as much as we would have thought. Yeah, I think it just kind of tops out at certain number of yeah threads. i mean because like i mean we do see an improvement going from 10 core at 261 seconds for that file to the 18 core but it only goes down to 218 yeah. right so it's not a significant drop for the amount of cores you're adding or the amount of cost yeah i think it will only i think it just tops out at 16 which kind of makes sense with what those numbers are doing right like uh yeah the 18 just yeah didn't these do are these better. are essentially matched yeah yeah um X two six five. So the pass pass one is kind of a sparse workload. Pass two is the more heavy multi-threaded workload. And here you can kind of see um, how this stair step pretty much works. But again, we see the sixteen and eighteen core pretty much on par with each other. Um, thread rippers a little bit step down. The nineteen fifty X is still very competitive in a lot of these tests, which is interesting to see. Here's our Cinebench test, kind of the staple of CPU testing these days. Single-threaded, you can see, with the scores of 191, both of those high-core count Skylake X parts, 
you know, they match essentially the 7900X. They match or get close to the 7700K, which has been the darling of the single or lightly threaded workloads. Uh, and they're still, you know, significantly ahead of what Threadripper and what AMD is able to do with uh, Ryzen because of those IPC improvements or IPC differences that we have seen many times. Uh, and then for the multi-threaded, this is where you start to see the easy scaling across the board, right? So, uh, EZ. Yeah. You know who EZ is? EZ. It's the sister of ET. Right. Yeah. Okay. ET sister. EZ. I get it. No, I got it. I'm with you. I'm I'm still not laughing. It's an eighties <laughs> joke, man. Eighties. Uh how about how about he he likes Skittles? No, it's Reese Pieces. Which one did it actually end up being in the movie? Reese Pieces. Pieces. Okay, because I think Skittles didn't want to be in it. Look it up. It's, it's their bad. Anyway. Yeah. Uh Poverty basically scales the same way as the center bench multi-threaded. Um so you can start to see where 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 are these benefits, where are these high core count benefits will start to count, you know, like blender workloads. We're seeing differences there. In general, uh, performance in multi-threaded workloads is probably 10 to 12% faster from the 1950X, the highest core count Threadripper, to the 7980XE, the highest core count Intel part. Uh, Single-threaded is actually closer to like 30% difference. So, I mean, the highest core count Damn, Intel part has two more cores. What's going though. on? Dude, fix your stuff. Say again. The highest core count Intel part has two more cores, though. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. To get that 10%. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we look at gaming performance. Nothing magical here. Uh, it's pretty much... It's like a little bit slower than 7700K, but it's a little bit faster than the Threadripper. Actually, you know, like Hitman and Rise of the Tomb Raider, it's... You know, these Skylake X parts are noticeably faster. But again, we're looking at 1080p because we were just focusing on the differences where we think where we thought we would see them. So not a big deal there. And that's everything we've expected. Now, what is interesting is power consumption. Um, the 16 and 18 core parts essentially match the power consumption of the Threadripper processors, um, okay. which is fine, right? It's not, a, it's not a huge deal, except I believe the Threadripper processors were listed as a 180 watt TDP. And these are technically listed at 165 watt TDP. We can have a discussion liars. about what the difference of TDP versus power draw is. Yeah, everybody's lying, lying at this liars point. that lie. Yeah. yeah, they are all that. Mm-hmm. What I will say is the 10 core drew 238, and we're only adding 40 watts to get 18, 18 cores. So that's actually pretty that's impressive. impressive. Yeah, yeah. But what's maybe more impressive is the overclocking. <laughs> so first of all, let's talk about the performance metrics. Uh, let me skip down here. We were able to get this guy to 4.3 gigahertz on all 18 cores, uh-huh. which is actually pretty good at uh-huh. 1.2 volts. Uh, and you can see the performance gap that this jumps, that this creates for you, right? Like our Cinebench score goes up from 3,300 to 4,200. Um, People and, actually got this thing to like 4.7. Yeah. Well, we've got a story on here that somebody got it to 6.1, but well, LN. Yeah, but, this was just like with a water box on it. Uh, but notice like the difference in the Threadripper, the, the max overclock we were able to get you know, 3,000 to 3,300 versus 3,300 to 4,200. Yeah. yeah. That's that's a pretty big, it's a pretty big jump, right? And we saw that on the, on the three workloads. 25 to 27% faster than stock settings when overclocked. That's a significant, that's a significant difference. Yeah. And it makes it 40% faster than the Threadripper at stock and 25% faster than Threadripper we had uh, when we had overclocked it, mm-hmm. right? So in terms of that, but 
There's a big but. Uh, there is this here. Um, so this 274 is power consumption at stock. This 550, this 553, 553. Yeah, you're, reading, you're reading that number correctly. So this is not CPU power draw. This is system power draw. Sure. So keep that in mind. However, if we assume at 274, we're running at around, let's say we're running at 165 watts, mm-hmm. right? The, the TDP of the part. Let's just say 180. Give them a little bit of a wiggle room here. They're running at 180. Sure. So that leaves. So take 100 off of that. So take, yeah, take 100 off of that. So maybe the processor's drawing 174 mm-hmm. watts. The rest of the system's doing 100. Now take 100 off of that now 553. Take, yeah. Now you're saying you're pushing 450 watts <laughs> through this processor. And, and, I, and I say and it's this. it's such a tiny wee thing. It's small. It's. Um, now you know what all those small. VCC it's and ground pins are for. Yes, package. but it's the second biggest processor. Yeah, and it's, a, and it's the second biggest die that Intel's yeah. ever made. But I will say this, like, it was never not stable, right? When I did the auto overclocking um, with the Asus, uh, like, like, literally the overclocking that I did on this was I went into the BIOS, I went to the multiplier, I changed it from auto to 43, yep. and the Asus BIOS handled everything else. Yep. Now, it was running very hot in that case. Like, we were seeing temperatures approaching 100c wasn't it drawing even more than that it was drawing more than that probably like 30 or 40 watts more yeah and that's why i just say something real quick i know that there's really things that i ask that are real quick or real useful and uh, and this one is proving to be the same yeah did 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 you put in two vega fe's on this as well no what happened (laughs) you're right should have should have the the liquid cooled ones i've got two of them we should have done that uh, I think that my building would have burned down. <laughs> you could probably so, set a record for a computer with a single socket CPU and a single GPU installed. Yeah, with the, with that combination. And the motherboard we're using only ha- has an eight pin and a four pin, not two eight pins. Yeah, so you, you, did, start, you yeah. did have to point a fan at the VRM. Well, point so that out. I didn't say I wouldn't say I had to. I would say really? that Asus, Asus called me and said, "Hey." If you're going to overclock this, we know we sent you the deluxe board, not one of the ROG boards. The ROG boards have active cooling on, on the power delivery. Yeah. The deluxe, deluxe does not. So he said, if you just want to point a case fan at it, that would be great. Uh, so I did that. And I, and I, and eventually, like, I, I brought the voltage down to 1.2 volts. And our temperatures were, like, in the low to mid-80s, I think. Like, they weren't obnoxious temperatures. And this is with a single – or I'm sorry, a 240-millimeter rad, whereas with the Threadripper, we're using a 360-millimeter radiator. So I'm actually kind of impressed that it all worked and was very stable and it ran for, you know, multiple hours like this and and whatever. I wouldn't run my system like this continuously because I enjoy having components live live, live. just having them live. It's not being really loud. Yeah, and it was loud for sure. But like you're getting a you basically have the highest core count processor that exists, and then you add 25 to 27% more performance on top of that. Like, if you have a need for that, yeah, th- you, could, you can justify that. And right? I mean, you, mm-hmm. can, you can get still a decent percentage gain and probably not have to crank the I don't see the fun that, that really, but yeah. Well, you know. I understand. Um, now, obviously, in terms of performance per dollar, these processors are not great. Um, right. So single-threaded, they're not awful, right? Um, but if, if you look at multi-threaded... Uh, there we go. The like the Threadripper processors are still going to dominate this yep. field because and they they're, dominate by a they're lot. like ten, let's say ten to fifteen percent slower mm-hmm. 
but the 1950X is half of the price of the of the 7980X. Yeah. So that that's a significant difference, right? So my my conclusion to this to this review is essentially that if you are a person who is reading this and listening to us who wants the best performance but is also cognizant of the idea of performance per dollar, then you probably want a Threadripper part. Yeah. However, if you're a guy who's just like, I don't care. I just want the fastest thing. Even if it's 10% faster for well, 75% more it, money. It depends on faster, fastest thing at what, though? But it's faster at everything. Almost. It's faster at single. It's faster at single threaded by thirty something percent, but then in multi threaded, it's like ten percent. I'm talking even the lesser, the fewer core count Intel CPUs. Yeah, like there are few. There are you know, there's eighteen, sixteen, fourteen, twelve, ten, eight, six. Like you can get core counts. You're, in all okay, those. but you're limiting yourself to the X ninety nine sure. or the you know yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if you if you want really fast single threaded crap, don't buy this part. That's what I'm saying. Like Regardless, a 7700K right? still walks all over these. Like no, it doesn't walk all over them. This well, you is can at it or above. Mm, yeah, you, I mean, you, you can maybe five. get four point. Yeah, yeah, you could, but I'm, I'm just not. Again, somebody who's buying this is. Yeah, they probably want more than just yeah. four cores. Like the idea is, you ha- you have to have a need for a lot of cores if you're buying an 18 core processor. Sure. Now, when you get to that position, I want the Threadripper 16 or the Intel 18, right? If you're a guy who's just like, I don't really care about the money side of it, get me the best, this is that part, right? So Intel did their job of reclaiming the performance crown that they had lost to AMD, which the way they were not happy at all about doing. But it is an expensive part. Yeah. So uh, keep that in mind. Um, And it's... it's (laughs) Look at this picture, and... I, I, I look at this and I think, oh, that's one of those socket 11, LGA 1150. Oh, wait, no, no. This is the uh, LGA 1150 part. I'm going to start ripping off BGA packages this, for the next photo like this. This giant thing, I forgot. You forget how enormous it is by comparison to yeah. these, other, these other consumer platforms. So Pretty big. That's and the review. What is Verizon? It's, it's 938 or 945. I can't remember. What's the question? AM4. How many, how many pins? How oh. many pins? Uh, I don't know. The last pin number I can remember from AMD is 939. Boy, that's a long time ago. Well, I bought and then it went to 940, right? It like, it didn't change proof. very much. That wasn't a good idea. No, it's always been 900 and yeah. some odd. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. So, um, before we get... Oh, wait. Hold on. I do want to mention this, because we talked about it real quickly. Um, there was... Who did this overclocking... Jeremy, do you happen to know how did how did I forget this? Uh, it was Deb Bauer. Deb Bauer. AM4 yeah, is thirteen thirty one pins. Oh yeah, that's right. They didn't uh, make it the cool number. Oh, just like six, just 13, like Thunderbird, they made it forty ninety four instead of forty ninety six. What are they doing over there? Index not, pins. not very much. Not very much. <laughs> so, uh, Jeremy, what is this? Thank, so, somebody got this eighteen core part to six point one gigahertz. Yeah, then this someone being one of the best overclockers going on the planet right now. Uh, dear Bauer, well, thank he's you. impressive. Uh, so yeah, with a little LN2, uh, some good thermal paste, 6.1 gigahertz on every single core. With the system drawing up to 1,000 watts <laughs> off of the wall uh, at 83 amps on the 12-volt rail, with the CPU being Ooh. the vast majority of that. So if you thought your power draw was high. I did. I mean, yeah, I still well, do, I but yeah. <laughs> This was also delitted and relitted. Yes, yeah. absolutely. What well, was his, multi- what was his Cinebench score? 5635. Good Ours Lord. was 4400. 
<laughs> he got another 1200 points over that. He got that. another 7900 X out of it. 1200 is like an, yeah, like it's another 10 core processor <laughs> worth of performance. So he basically got like a 50% overclock compared to your 20% overclock. Yes. And, and then he stuck a, a Titan XP in there <laughs> and managed to blow through three single card world records. 45,705 in 3D Mark 11. 35,782 in Fire Strike and 120,425 in 3D Mark Vantage. I guess, yeah, physics score really does bump up your average. (laughs) I I feel like it might be a little weighted unfairly at that point. Like, I don't think think your actual game performance would increase by that proportional amount. The XP was at 2.4 gigahertz as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like and so essentially, he's deleted it. He slathers heat paste all over it, and then sticks the LN2 uh, container on top of that. Yeah, I just he even attempted to mill out the middle of the IHS to achieve yes. the balance between direct die cooling and using the IHS to prevent bending. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome! Wow. Yeah. His video, unfortunately, really once it hit about a negative 110 Celsius, it started to oh. crap out on him, oh, so he couldn't really get bug. it far enough. I was yeah, hitting 110 Celsius, 100, negative 110. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that's interesting stuff. Um, before we get to our next story, uh, another uh, we had a Patreon edit from one dollar to three dollars and ninety nine cents from David Cameron. Three ninety nine. Did you see David DX Cameron? PM. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! I How do they okay. spell it? Are, are we talking about the idiot stick from overseas? Why well, we the can't XPM call him that? He just donated money to England. us. Yeah, yeah, he's not an ex idiot. He's a he's a he's, he's a, big a current fan. idiot. <laughs> yeah, well, fair. Um, the, there was he's got a, competition nowadays. Thank you very much, David, uh, for uh, the the bump up there. Enjoy the pig. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was another Intel. If you don't announcement. know. You don't want to. <laughs> yeah, there was another Intel announcement about the eighth gen core Coffee Lake news. So what's interesting about this is that this processor. Like, we can't talk about performance yet. We have it here. We've run over all numbers, all that crap. But we can't talk about performance. But somebody leaked out all the slides. So as a result, we got to tell you about all the information on the slides several hours after the person who had leaked all the information out on the slides got to tell you about that information. <laughs> Whatever. I'm over it. I don't give a crap. Um, here's what you need to know. It's Coffee Lake S. Uh, it does require a Z370 chipset. Only Coffee Lake S will work on Z- Z370 chipsets. Coffee Lake S? That's just it's Coffee Lake S. It's the S is S is like the desktop okay parts, right? I just I don't remember ever hearing an S after. They, a, we usually omit that one, and everything else has its like okay. Usually, just Cavi Lake by default is the consumer variant, and you go U Y sure sure you know sure. all that stuff. Um, so for Coffee Lake, it's essentially the same structure, the same architecture, same graphics. Um, it's just different core counts. And a new chipset. Now, Intel claims that they needed the new chipset because the move from to six-core processors changed how they have to do de- power delivery to these systems, and thus the new motherboards were required. Right, and I know there's a lot of complaints about this: the fact that that if you have a Z270, you can't put one of these Coffee Lake systems in there, and/or you can't. I don't know why you would. If you have a you 370 a, board, you can. You and can't a, put a Cabby Lake right. part in it. Which, but what about a Z170 board? Because because I've got a couple of those. Mm, probably not. 
I mean, you, could, you should try it, Josh, and see what happens. Is it actually? I should. Is it actually physically keyed differently? Supposedly, no. No, I'm pretty sure it's not. It's still 1151. Yeah, but they could they, they could, could have different they could variations key the of the PCB part off differently. Could, I don't know. I mean, we can try it. In May. <laughs> we can try know. it and see. You know, I'm I, just curious to know, like, because then it could entirely be like you could physically put it on a Z270 board and like. Sure. Uh, and people will been, do it. There's been a ton of complaints about this, and I totally understand. Like, it sucks because it feels like. I mean, when did when was the Z270 chipset even launched? January. Was it that recently? Uh, yeah, it was very recent. Yeah, it's less than a year. Yeah. Right? And so now we've got this new motherboard in order to get this new family of processors. And there's even a question. There's rumors going around, and Intel hasn't confirmed any of this stuff, about like there being another Z300 series chipset for the next generation of parts. What? Um, With the theory of an 8-core processor is also in that rumor. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So – I understand, like, there's a lot of chipset fatigue in this, and there's literally no differences in this chipset. Like, the chipset yeah, not getting functionality, there's nothing changing. You're just basically getting support for this other family of parts. So, there you go. Don't accidentally buy an X370 board. Um, it, it just really baffles me by, hmm. by the argument being only that the, the power, like, the power delivery thing being the argument. Like, because there's plenty of, like, overclocking, like... 270 sure. boards yes, with they can't crazy say it works with on 270 them. boards and mm. then you'll pick the lowest end board and they release a firmware update for right. it and you fry your board right, right. like i mean i guess yeah. they don't want to leave it up to the money manufacturers have to qualify every single board right. with yeah. the six core cpu yeah, it has to be whatever their minimum spec was before they don't want to they don't want to you know go through that so here are the parts that are going to come out uh we got the 8700k uh which is the most impressive part 359 dollars so the price of the 7700k uh it's like 20 dollars more than it's something like that part it's, but it's, it's close enough it's six cores 12 threads 95 watt tdp it has a 3.7 base and a 4.7 turbo clock 4.7 that's nice so it's 200 megahertz faster than, than the 7700k and you get 50 percent more cores mm-hmm. at the same time um you could probably very easily <laughs> you could probably very easily just hit five on that Oh, uh, uh, yeah, easily. I mean, you're barely going over. It's right. It's out of the box. Right. Well, I mean, that's 4.7 for one core. Sure. But yeah. But, you know, is this one of the 14 nanometer plus parts? Plus plus, I believe. Oh, plus plus. plus. So, yeah, yeah, they they actually increased the gate. Double plus good. Uh, So not only are the clocks. uh, Gate pitch. So there's less leakage and uh, better transistor switching. So for twenty more bucks, that's what they say. Twenty more bucks, you're getting not only faster clocks by a little bit, but two more cores. Yeah, and four more threads. Right, and like four more it's threads. a significant, it's a significant difference. And then they have the eighty seven hundred non K, which is, um, you know, five hundred megahertz lower base, hundred megahertz lower boost, six twelve. Uh, you know, 303, no overclocking. Uh, you've got the Core i five eighty six hundred, which is a six core six thread. And then you've got the 8400, which is an interesting part. It's a Core i5-8400. It's a 2.8 base, which is you know significantly lower, but a 4 gigahertz boost still, 6-core, six 6-thread, six 65-watt TDP, $182. So you're getting a 6-core part for $182. Um, how do I say uh, that? If you think about it, from a theoretical standpoint, totally not tested or validated, like six true cores versus a quad core hyperthreaded part, mm-hmm. you're going to see a lot of instances where six true cores matches or beats. Yeah, quad yeah, I mean, core hyperthreading. If you think of the, traditionally, we think of hyperthreading as what five percent of a hit. Well, it depends on what it's doing. Of a hit, 
Yeah. You mean of a game? No. Of a I hit. mean if like a a hyper threaded like if you have hyper threading turned on. I would say and you're running a one four core, core versus thing. one core hyper threaded. You're probably looking at seventy percent performance improvement in a perfect in, okay. a perfect yeah. environment, right? Like yeah. seventy to eighty percent. So yeah. basically, the second I, thread I is only from what huh? I've seen. What did you it? say? So, so about eighty. Do you on remember? Yeah. But anyway, hold on. Let, let, me, let me finish this. Like there. So what's interesting is Core oh. i5s, uh, six core, six core. There's Core i3s are now quad core. No hyper threading. So the only parts that have hyper threading now are the Core i sevens. So now you've got six cores and four cores with no hyper threading as you go down the line. So mm-hmm. it's it's an interesting switch of things, and I'll be curious to see how this um, puts it. Like how does this? How does that six core twelve thread compare to the eight core sixteen thread Ryzen seven family? Josh, go ahead. Do you remember when core counts of non power of two were not cool? Like the Phenom X three. Yeah, or the or Phenom X3 was never cool. Six core. When you say not cool, are you being like fishy, like like making a joke, or is it like talking about I was like making software a joke issues? Because Intel always said, "Well, you know, you, you always have these odd numbers and non power too." It just they said that really work out and scale well. Just like that. Well, uh, I don't remember those lines exactly. Uh, coming from Paul Odellini or whoever, um, but well, not Paul, but other guys. I don't know. Um, I, I, I'm I'm actually kind of excited about these parts. I'd be super way more excited about these parts if you could use them on Z270 yeah. motherboards. That As everybody someone who's bought a Z270 motherboard in the past six months, that'd be nice. And and I yeah. will fully admit now that. Up until fairly recently, my understanding from other people was that it would that they would work on Z270, and I think they were trying to, but maybe they, they must have hit some validation issues where they found some 270 boards where there were problems. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, maybe some motherboard manufacturer will be a rogue and just release an EFI update that makes it work. If it's, if it's not keyed out. Yeah. 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 If it's not keyed out. So there you go. We'll know more on October 5th. We'll be able to tell you about uh, the review for that and the performance and all that good stuff i guess so check that out uh patreon update you'll have to speak up i'm wearing a towel (laughs) Uh, is a new pledge of four dollars four dollars and 99 cents thank you very much uh mr you'll have to speak up i'm wearing a towel That's, that's good that's good all right. Uh, so, uh, go ahead. Uh, Brian, one, yeah, yeah. one thing. Yeah. What does your shirt say? I see I'm so something. Uh, it says I'm so fly, and it's got Peter Pan on oh. it. Oh. Oh. Okay. I didn't see the fly. I didn't know. I'm just see, I just saw I'm so something. Uh, yeah. I'm so fly. You are fly for a white guy. Thanks. I appreciate that. How fly? Fr- from a white guy. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Um, so because of all this information started leaking out about, or not leaking, but was Intel told us on a Sunday night, hey, by the way, feel free to write about this product that we told you weren't going to write about until the 5th. Um, <laughs> that was so nice of them. It was very nice of them on a Sunday night. Uh, 
we started to see releases of uh, motherboards now too. So like the Gigabyte, like all the ASUS and Gigabyte and MSI boards are starting to come out. Gigabyte are they has, all the exact same as the 270 board? Just not the like, exact same. Not the exact same, but yes. <laughs> they right? generally probably new, should like, be. They're like tertiary features. We'll yeah. Say. That's secondary tertiary. You know, oh. this one has a 60 amps per power phase, 10K ultra durable black caps. I don't know if they already had that to be fair. Probably. Um, four no, pan- I think this is a new one. Is I it? Forget what the fancy name that they, they used for okay. it was. Like I like that picture. Yeah. yeah. And Smart Fan Five means that in that big stand-up thing by the back shield, yeah. there's a fan in there. Okay. There's a fan Wee- blowing on your PWMs. Yeah, as long as it's not yeah. annoying like Ken, like Ken <laughs> sound. I mean, well, it's controllable, <laughs> so you can turn it down when it doesn't need to be there. What was uh, what what Asus board did we have that had that issue? Was it an Asus board? Uh, I mean, the tough boards have always had one, and they've never. Actually no, we had been one too recently loud. where one like the storage the, test bed, the PWM I, was broken, and they fixed it. Well, I think it was it was the it was the X three seventy board, wasn't it? No, the, was the it? Ryzen board, or was it the Threadripper board, or something we had first? I don't know. It was, uh, it was loud. the Threadripper board. It was the thread, first Threadripper yeah, board. It was the Zenith. Right. It's like a forty millimeter fan. It, it on wasn't. The... It wasn't properly mapping to the right temperature, so you had to go into the BIOS and change it. <clears throat> yeah, anyway. Uh, anything else stand out on these, Jeremy? They got R's, G's, and B's and variety of flavors. Hell yeah, they do. Oh, you got yeah. it. You, you know it. It's interesting to see that, how... There's very little info. Like, yeah. we know a couple of the features, but... Yeah. Well, we don't really know uh, what new Look tricks Look at all those photons emanating from the RGBs. That's what they those are. Blast your eyes. Uh yeah, my motherboard's so bright I gotta wear shades. Probably we won't have it. Well, whatever. By the time next week's podcast rolls around, we'll have. I think will it be by the? Will it be the fifth or not? Oh, the fifth is a Simple Thursday. Mm, it's disappointing. No. Uh, all right, let's talk about. Oh wait, what else do we have on here? There's more stuff. Uh, Cavi Lake is incompatible with ZC Thread Z370 chipsets. It's not apparently anymore. It is. Although, um, there is a kid drowning in chocolate. Yeah. Willy Wonka. Yeah. Yeah. She deserved it. She uh, did. Wait. Dumb kids. Dumb kids. Who? She was, um, uh, Veruca Salt, right? Yeah. Yes. Or was she, th- was Veruca the blueberry girl? Yeah, that was the blueberry no. girl. Oh, no. Okay. That was, this was, that no, was, that was like the, the German fat kid. kid right? That was the fat, the, the fat Swedish mm, kid or whatever. The fat German. One of those. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, so, yeah, there's that. Okay. Um, moving away from Intel, high core count processors, whatever. AMD released a driver that enabled RX Vega multi-GPU support. Isn't that right, Jeremy? This is absolutely true. I hate... Relive 17.9.2. I think I hate the MGPU moniker. Isn't it Relive? Yeah. It is Relive. Okay. Relive. Everybody uses the MGPU now, including AMD and NVIDIA. But every time I see MGPU, I think mobile GPU. Yeah, not Vega is mini. particularly a mobile form factor. No, definitely not mobile. Unless you want your laptop to last three minutes on the battery. Really? I, I see it as 1,000 GPU. Mm. Fair. One thousandth uh, of a GPU? Anything interesting stand out, Jeremy? Uh, well, depending on how they did the benchmarks here, the scaling is pretty nice. It's well up around the 90% level. It's almost and too nice to believe. You gotta like that. 
All right. Well, I don't know what this test says about us that we've we had this driver and then we have like four Vegas and I just have very little interest. It's <laughs> also very little time. We, yeah, we yeah I know. I've been. I know we've been really busy, but it's just like. Oh, come on, you know you want to do it. I don't. No, I Ain't do. Nobody got time for that. We did test Crossfire with the FEs when you could still enable it with that driver. And oh, that's true. And then they just didn't the enable it with the Radeon drivers, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, you get a whole new bunch of new benchmarks. I think now. I also saw today that they confirmed they were no longer going to allow like three and four way Crossfire. Oh, really? I yeah. didn't see that. Yeah. No. Two way. Really? Yeah. Yeah, following Nvidia's. I mean, I can't blame there. them for not wanting to have to deal with the support nightmare. Sure, for that. I like, hope all the people that bitched at Nvidia for doing it also bitched, also bitched for AMD, AMD doing it. Uh, and I'm with you. It. Like, I totally, I agree. I get it. Like, fine, do like, whatever you got to do. Yeah, yeah. Also, and from the, the notes that I read, also, mm-hmm. you've got to match your cards. You cannot mix and match a 64 and a 56. Not that that's a good idea to begin well, with. I mean, that's, sure. that's but normal. you flat out can't do it. Okay. Now, wasn't the case with the, like, even with NVIDIA currently, can't you still do, like, your whatever? You uh, can do, like, 3D mark benchmarking. Right. So if Derbauer wanted to there's a yeah, whitelist yeah. do that. So there's a whitelist white list of applications yeah. that they work with. So, I mean, maybe AMD will do the same thing, probably. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Because they're not going to want to give up that particular performance crown thing, I would well, guess. Well, they don't have it. So they don't I know they don't have giving it, it up, but... but they might want to have it again in the future. Right. So, yes, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So yeah. Th- does that all... Also apply to Vulcan? No. So here's the thing. So uh, they don't support SLI or Crossfire above two cards. However, if DirectX 12 uh, and Vulcan and those game engines have have uh, what oh, they're man. coding for it, it's multi GPU support. But I forget. Is it implicit or explicit? I think it's the one where it talks to each GPU individually. So if the game engine integrates explicit multi-GPU where it handles all the load balancing, yeah. then it can do whatever it wants because it just sees the GPU as a processor. Yeah, It just sees, right. it just okay. sees indi- individual GPUs. The, the Crossfire, present. which they don't even really call it anymore, which is just blows my mind, um, and SLI stuff is that like the, the driver-based implicit multi-GPU. Mm-hmm. I don't know which one it is. I think I'm getting these I backwards now. Yeah. Right. Yeah, implicit, um, yeah. The way where the driver handles all the work ahead of time and basically presents one processing thing to mm-hmm. the game um those are the ones that are being limited okay um and in reality like dx12 and vulcan games really didn't support those anyway so this is more of a of a legacy thing anyway even though games are still coming out in dx11 and all that but um yeah in other vega news this week there's also the i will say semi-confirmed statement that's i think wccf tech uh, got from gigabyte that said they are not producing custom vega cards yeah, so there's been there's been info coming out about like it being difficult to have custom cards for uh, Vega no sixty four RX Vega and MSI said they wasn't there already releasing one, one anytime soon. Well, I mean we have one right there, but like that's an ASUS card. Um, and yeah. Basically, the remember all the story the story about uh, different packaging of the RX Vega GPUs where yeah. some of them were yeah, you know, yeah. offset. That's it. what the problem is. Apparently that's the issue. And so maybe somebody, uh, gigabyte is maybe lower volume than somebody like Asus. And they're like, eh, we don't really feel like going through this tooling process to I deal mean, with demand what could also got. be a bit of an issue. Right. And demand may be a problem and availability of products yeah. might be a problem. And, or it may just be that, you know, Asus has the, uh, inventory and the, uh, the ability to go to AMD and say, we only want this one type mm-hmm. because, we're going to make our chips out of it and everybody else has to get 
fight over the other stuff. So, but Gigabyte kind of unofficially confirming that they were not going to make custom RX Vega 64 mm-hmm. cards for the life of the RX Vega 64 card. Like I think MSI said, we're not probably going to do them, but we don't know if it's going to happen this year, yeah. right? And Asus already has theirs, but Gigabyte was just like, no. Nope. Hey. Uh, but if you're if you're Sapphire or Power Color or XFX, those guys you're probably just scraps. definitely not like your only Radeon. <clears throat> you're you have no choice. Uh, I guess you must deal with these problems because then you like, have to make two different versions of your heatsink or, or three. Something. There were like three different variants of those yeah. packaging, right? And so hopefully Andy's helping them out with that by putting them in sections yeah. or dividing up like, hey, you plan for these, you plan for these. The, I don't the, know what it is. The but. chat is also speculating that a lot of the demand stuff could be due to Apple said that the Vega will be in every iMac Pro shipping starting December. So AMD could very well be putting aside a large allotment of GPUs and sending them to Apple's way. I I would like to know... That means even Apple's going to have the headache of trying to... I bet Apple's not going to have that headache. I bet Apple's only going to get one package. You're only going to get one version. Sure. <laughs> I would like to know what the volume of Apple that is versus the headache. volume of discrete GPUs. Like, sure. Sure. Know. They get Jim Keller. Uh, I have a secret message you know here that says Apple- availability from AMD is the primary issue. <laughs> that's because that's you know what Apple. makes me sad like it has to yeah. right well or that they're just not making them i mean hbm2 is kind of short but again i will reiterate that there's a chance that they're not making them Fast because enough. they don't want to make them so they don't want to sell them for the price they have right. to sell them for yeah okay so so the worst part about this yeah <sighs> the crossfire branding it's gone yeah I know. It was great. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, but it's okay, Josh. Ruby's back. (laughs) (laughs) I I will miss Crossfire. By the way, this was in arm's reach. I do. um, What was the the game was called? Crossfire, right? It was like the commercials. Crossfire. Oh. And there's like the little game where you had the gun shooting the the metal balls across thing. You're trying to move a. Yeah. Like a spinny widget across the other side. Yeah. It's yep. good stuff. A fidget spinner? Essentially, yes. Essentially, yes. it was a fidget it's spinner. It's probably that game's fault. Uh, also, a secret message. Firmware lock on both sides and on the chipset. So, no, you won't hmm. be able to get your Z370 or your Coffee uh, Lake to heck. work in a Z270. Ah, they got smart. Or vice versa. Well, firmware lock is up to the motherboard. Not if maker. the CPU microcode has it. Yeah. I don't know if that's the firmware they're talking about. No, whatever. Know what I mean? So anyway, there you go. Secret messages. That's what. That's why we do things live, everybody. It's amazing. Secret um, message. We got a couple other quick ones we can run through here. Plex is adding an update. This is interesting. So we use Plex for uh, media server here. Uh, we're using Plex for a cord cutting series and live TV. Lots um, of copies of Big Buck Bunny on our Plex server. Tons of copies of all different. Uh, resolutions and bit rates and linux distros what else do you put legally on a plex server uh keep it together alan well, uh, see, no. do it. public access tv <laughs> public access tv yeah. is that can you record and distribute public access tv even legally sure why not if you can. uh yeah but no it is it is completely legal for us to record over the air stuff and sort on our, on our plex server yeah, yeah. Right. we just basically record everything all the time yep. yeah yep, yep. anyway they announced something called plex news which is this interesting thing that is a 
It's a live channel that is created on demand from clips from other networks. Huh. Right. So CNN, uh, who does he list here? CNN and CNET, right? They have, um, you know, news channel, CBS, KTLA, some local guys. Uh, and basically what it does is you tell them what kind of news you want or you just kind of go with the default. And you get up in the morning and you start your Plex server and you go to this this My News channel and it basically runs through these clips that it's that it's gathered from all these places. Now it is an opt in from these content providers, right? So uh, it's ad supported. So every you know third clip or fifth clip or whatever it is, I don't really know. Um, there will be an ad that gets intercut between it. Um, but then, like as you're watching it, if you like don't like that channel, you don't want to see any more of that topic. You can like hit a button and go back and say no more of this channel. And then the next day, when you get it, it won't include that in your feed. Um, it's an interesting idea. I, I haven't tried it myself yet. Uh, Jim wrote this news story up. It is part of uh, Plex's drive to be legitimized, right? In yeah. terms of like yeah. we want to, they want to be a content aggregator and not just like a content storehouse. Mm-hmm. Right, which it's, is it's, which is good it, for them. It's the first Plex, but totally not Pirate Bay. Correct. It's the first Plex feature where you don't have to have a Plex server. True. Oh. Yeah, you don't have you to don't, have the store the content locally on a Plex server. You just stream it right straight from them. Yeah, yeah. Huh. So yeah. it's the only thing you can do if you don't have the server application running on some machine. Yeah, I mean, I guess can you still watch live TV if you don't have a Plex server? No. no? The TV tuner is plugged into the server. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So it's an interesting idea. I, I'm actually curious to try it out. Like, again, our cord cutting series will be using a Plex server. So I'll have, it'll be part of my TV going forward. Um, so I'm curious to give it a shot and see if I find it useful. I don't know. Good dude, for them. D- dude, dude, dude. Hugh Hefner just died. Wait, really? Yeah. Huh. Oh. Oh. 91 uh, years old. This year has sucked, huh? Uh, I mean, for that. I don't see it on my Twitter. Josh, did you just get fake news? Did you see that? Josh, is he in your back room? (laughs) (laughs) It's not funny. Sad. Mm, Wikipedia hasn't changed it yet. Breaking. CNBC is reporting Hugh Hefner. No, CNBC is reporting Hugh Hefner has died at the age of 91. Fake news. Yeah. (sighs) Probably with a smile on his face. I mean, people who are 91 Probably. years old tend to die. This is true. At any point, somebody who's 91 could die. Yeah. Regardless of who they are. Anyone or if I, I don't think the age even matters. Yeah. Anyone at any time can die. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure. But your odds like, get worse and worse oh, as you, you get older. You wanna, at like 38, nobody dies. You don't want to include your age? I'm not 38. I'm just saying. I'm just picking a number oh, okay. randomly. Uh, let's talk about this. I don't really have much to say about it. Uh, imagination. A company who has recently sold off parts of it to a Chinese company uh, and used to be the graphics provider for Apple graph- Apple chips and is no longer. And they're trying to find their place in the world. They announced the PowerVR 2NXNNA, which sounds like a wrestling yeah. brand. Mm-hmm. It's a very clever name. Rolls off the tongue. Uh, <laughs> but is in fact a full hardware acceleration platform for inferencing neural networks. Okay. So okay. it is inference, not training. This is a, this is a, uh, I keep trying to call it a GPU. This is a processor that would be in a, 
VR headset or in a phone or some smaller device, in an inference type device. Um, Josh, anything interesting stand out to you about this or what they're trying to do or this kind of effort they're making to maintain relevance and still be, you know, like I think maintaining relevance and uh, treading water is an interesting push for this. Other than that, I don't know. Fair enough. They also announced a new GPU architecture, but I haven't had time to dive into that yet. I got all the all the documentation for it. It is also interesting to note how all this, you know, they, they did sell their GPU division, right, to a Chinese company whose name I can't remember, but they didn't sell off the MIPS division. I don't know what it oh, is. Oh, thank God. Not the MIPS division. I know. We, we've <laughs> saved MIPS for America, but their GPU is going to China. So I did see some discussion on on Twitter about, like, this is the first graphics architecture that a Chinese company has owned mm-hmm. to themselves. So it'd be interesting, right? And, you know, I imagine imagination, <laughs> I would believe imagination has a ton of IP, right? And patents and stuff. So how does that work when an international company buys intellectual property that is registered in the U.S.? Regardless if it's China or somebody else. Have to go through like export rules and does this have to does this sale have to be approved still then? Export IP is IP isn't internationally recognized. True. Especially not in China. Yes, (laughs) exactly. Exactly. Case in point. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. You gain the ability to sue Apple in Britain if they violate near like you you get the ability to sue them in a major company that would cripple them. Right. I'm sorry, your EU. corners are too well, rounded. For, for a little bit. Maybe not for much longer in the EU. Mm. Indeed. So anyway, there's that. We'll keep an eye. I, I, I'm still going to look at more of the Imagination GPU stuff. I want to know what they're going to turn it into, like what this company bought it for. Are they going to make another like Huawei Kirin competitor chip out there, or are they doing something completely different with it? I'm, I'm kind of curious. Uh, next news story, EVGA GTX 1080 Ti FTW 3 Elite. Jeremy, what is this? Apart from a mouthful to say? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this is uh, a fancy new cooler, uh, the FTW 3 from EVGA, which let them crank up the memory speed by a full gigahertz, which gives you an extra 44 gigabyte, or gigabytes of memory bandwidth. Which will be interesting to see if it actually does affect some of the crazy modders of Skyrim and Fallout that actually could use that much uh, memory bandwidth when they're playing a game. So this is so um, this is a this is GDDR5 X, right? Because it's on a 1080 Ti. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, and so it was originally getting... at 10 gigahertz. Is that correct? Um, uh, no, eleven. It was originally at eleven. 11? Was okay, the it was the yeah, ten eighty four hundred eighty four gigabytes okay. of memory bandwidth. Right. So this is just a, a pre overclocked memory setting from this EVGA card. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. With fancy new ICX technology. And, I, like it. I mean, it's, you it's, know, an interesting. It's probably, lineup. it's probably not the same. It's not like they're just taking the same memory and just overclocking it by that force uh, stock. It's I mean, probably Micron, faster. Micron might have new right. It's probably new, faster memory new modules. Yeah, 
like just yeah, much faster packages. timings. Yeah, 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 it could be, could be. But like, it's Nvidia didn't release a 12 gigahertz model right. of this because you do no. remember if you remember back, they did they did announce a 1080 with 11 gigahertz memory on it, right? Sure. When they announced the 1080 Ti, they also announced the lowering of prices of the 1080 with 10 10 gigahertz memory, but mm-hmm. then also a 1080 with 11 gigahertz memory. And I never, it never really turned into anything. It was either not useful or not performant enough to really matter. Like we never got, if something like that happens, usually an NVIDIA partner is sending me right. GPUs right. to look at and test, and that never really happens. Comes in white and black. Yeah. Their ICX yeah. stuff, you Elite know, white. I know some people, you know, love or hate their design i get it the icx stuff is really cool the just the different yeah. thermal temp, uh, probes they have all over the pcb and stuff and, yeah. and temperature monitors and, I think and the are, icx3 really or the ftw3 has already been out for a while correct uh this is just another version of it yeah correct yeah but it's brand new so as ryan was saying it's likely a different iteration of gddr5x yeah, yeah. the other thing i like about it is that there well there are leds on it Mm-hmm. All they're doing is communicating the thermal state of the card. So they're actually providing information, not just yeah, flash. Yeah, those, those are along the top. The LEDs yeah. that are... Um... It's, it's odd that their press release says GDDR5, not 5X. It has to be I X. Know. Yeah. It has, it has to, to be, be X. It has to be. Yeah. Does that it really a have huge to be amount of That work seems like a weird thing that. to get around. Literally, the 1080 Ti was never shipped with anything but X. Right. I mean, now, now, if it wasn't X, you would never be able to buy one of these cards. You, you would what? Never be able because to buy one of those. Because the 5 is the lower latent. Because miners would have the lower latent in existence. I could ask Jacob. Actually, here. Let's let's see if I could get this in real time. Uh, Jacob. Yes, I, I mean, he's probably watching, right? You're going to make the, these cards sell out within what five is this? seconds. This is the uh, <laughs> TI FTW3 Elite. GDDR5 or GDDR5 Most X. interesting content. Yeah. No. All right. So now we know that. It was very much written by a PR flack, so there's no actual tech information. I bet it was written by Jacob. He's going to be very upset to hear you say that. Oh. I bet I bet it was. Yeah, I'm well, going to I'm going to him for doing that, that and including I'm going to retweet stuff for us. I'm going to tell him. <laughs> and now <laughs> he's going to get so many ding 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 on his phone. Going to be trying to awesome. be trying to enjoy his evening. He's going to get all these notifications <laughs> from these assholes. No. So I'm, it doesn't look Mission like this accomplished. Is, here like he was. Here he yeah. was. He was he was mourning Hugh Hefner in his own special way. And you interrupted that. <laughs> Maybe the You got to turn off notifications on your phone, bud. <laughs> <laughs> it makes the screen really slippery. You got to so. mute it. You got to mute it. All right, one more well, news item. For. We one more news item. Um, uh, we should have mentioned this with the, in line with the Plex, but the Nvidia Shield TV that got a modest price drop. Uh, not really a price drop. It's now available for as low as 179. So the the Shield TV, 16 gigs. Uh, so the non hard drive model with remote for 179. They basically, it's not a great deal if you think about it because for 199 you would get the 16 gig with the remote and the gamepad, right? which sells separately for 60 dollars. Which is a 59 dollar product. Yeah. Now they have removed it. And only giving you twenty dollars off the price. Now the reasoning here is pretty obvious. Like the Apple 4K TV, Apple TV 4K was launched at one hundred seventy nine dollars at its minimum amount, um, and this is now matching the price, right? Because they didn't want to be more expensive in there. So it is available for that. I still think it's a really good device. Where it's 
it needs some more applications, like not the Shield itself, but Android TV. Um, but overall, the the Shield TV is still the best um, kind of like cord cutting multimedia product that we have available so to us. FTW three Elite is on Newegg for eight fifty. I have an answer from Jacob. This is yep. why real time media is so amazing. GDDR GDDR five X is correct, and he gave me it's the Micron MT fifty eight K two fifty six M thirty two one JA one twenty A. So obviously nice. newer chips. Newer chips. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. So it's not necessarily that you're overclocking them so far. It's just that the, the, the DDR5X it's, can just go faster. Yeah. It's the new frequency. Right. Yeah. Holy cow, Jacob is a fast guy. He's good. He's good. I, I he imagine good. he's got like a special notification sound of like, oh, well, crap, Ryan messaged so. me. Uh-huh. Oh, that's right. I am verified. No. It sends a special push through even if you have your notification silence because you're honoring hugh hefner in your own special way verified notifications come through mm-hmm. yeah yeah it was, it was it was also part just of the turn two, it to vibrate and carry on it was, it was part of the 280 character update actually <laughs> 850 man that's a lot for a card yeah yeah all right let's get to our picks of the week uh my pick of the week actually comes in courtesy of uh an email that came into us that jeremy showed to me uh that one of the listeners of the podcast readers of the of the site um i guess i don't know how much i want to say he basically left a company he was working at to create this game it's called silicone 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 silicon zeros right still thinking of you i know the idea is that it is a game with challenges where you are essentially designing a processor as you go a little like i mean it starts out very simple like you're just moving an adder and an input um, and then you make it a little bit more complicated and a little bit more complicated and you add these different things to it. And it, like, I played it for about five, 15 minutes, um, this evening and, and got to like the third or fourth mission or whatever. Oh, there's the, missions. Four, it's, it's a puzzle. They're pu- it's a puzzle game, right? They give you a, they give you a, 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 a target oh, a on the left. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, oh yeah. I, I was just starting the section about memory when, uh, we had to do the podcast. Sweet. So this is, uh, it just came out. September eighteenth, he just launched it. It is fourteen ninety nine on Steam. Um, oh, and there's a soundtrack. You can buy it with the soundtrack. So now I'm curious. I want to listen to more of the music. What's that? No Linux. No Linux. What? Well, if he's listening, maybe that's an indicator that he should try that. Right? Program a port oh, inside the game. Is that, the, is that the papers lady that just said puzzle, just puzzle complete? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so you see, like it's the the um, uh, the story, if you want to call it that, behind it is like a teacher who is. Like teaching you about computing stuff. This is as great you go. for like kids that want to learn computer stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I, my my I only feed... on Rocky's boots on an Apple II. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I mean, it looks like it gets pretty complex. Wow. Um, so hopefully my mental capacity can handle it. No promises, I guess. But uh, it looks pretty interesting. You know, it's there's not there's no tutorial up front. I would notice, but like in the second or third mission. I keep saying mission challenge. It says like, Hey, I know we're not telling you how this works as you go, but this is part of the process and we'll, we'll bring it all back around in a little bit. So Silicon zeros, it's on steam, uh, 15 bucks fan of the show, fan of the site. So you can, there you go. Here's a good, uh, like gif about what it is. Alan right here. So you can see it the does have clocks, clocks and latches. Yes. Yeah. Build complex electronics from a variety of simple components like adders, latches, and multiplexers. Terrible back to the 60s, the Silicon Valley's very first startup, and do your best to keep the whole thing from imploding. 
<laughs> solve more than 70 puzzles. So, yeah, original soundtrack by Craig Barnes, composer for Streets of Rogue and Inyo. I'm sorry to say I don't know what those are, but I will play this game and listen to the music. So, uh, the the developer's name is Pleasing Fungus Games. That's pretty good. You know, there you go. Silicon Zero. kind of fungus. Silicon Zeros. So check us. that out. All right. Uh, Josh, you got something for me? I don't know. Do I? Is everything a fight with you? I don't know. Do you? I'm thinking. <laughs> oh, yeah. It chimes in a lot of time when you're not talking to All they ever wanted was an echo with a camera so that they could show me at my worst and expose <laughs> me at my best. Yeah. And suddenly it became true. So here it is, the echo spot. It's got a screen and it's got a camera. Uh-huh. So when I ever say, hey, echo. Uh-huh. That's show not, Raylene Richards. First of all, that's not the word. You that's can not, say that. You, or you can? Oh. Mm-hmm. I can set anything I want. No, and that's not you know true. what? <laughs> It'll show a picture of me looking at a picture. Good morning. Of it's six thirty a.m. It sure up. is. Shut up. Gonna dismiss that. <laughs> you know what? What's the best thing Ooh, about Anderson this? Cooper. I like it the clock. Is the thing. size of a baseball, and so you can chuck it across the room <laughs> at a pretty good. There is a, there is a clock face to it that looks. One hundred twenty nine dollars like, seems steep. excessive. Does it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, mm. I, mean is I think it's bucks. about where it should be. Probably. It, it does all, it does all of the other Echo stuff, right? You yeah. Just, you, yeah, it does. Yeah, okay. yeah. It just has a camera and a yeah. thing on it. So it really it, screen. Ken was saying earlier that people yeah, but it's like no use Billy this baby Bass monitor. That's, or Billy Bass that's talking. Yeah. I mean, that's True. just not as good. Use so, a built-in speaker, connect the speakers through Bluetooth. I imagine the integrated speaker is not great. Kind you know like it would be really dot. cool? is if the Plex briefing stuff worked on this. It would just play on through it. That would be cool. Yeah, it would be. They, they should be able to develop that app. I, I don't would know think if they so. want to or not, but they have like a Plex app for Echo where you can control your Plex clients. Mm, okay. Yeah, that's a good idea. Probably has a frame rate of like 10 frames per second or I something. Bet I mean, it's fine. got... It's got I mean, it's got like video chat. Like, it's one of the things to oh. do is video chat, right? So, so it's got to have some sort And they of- show it using as like a baby monitor. So you put one in your room and one in the baby's room and... You know, you can spy on the baby. Yeah. <laughs> the baby That's an baby do these have? Oh, does this have built-in smart things and stuff support too? No, only the Echo Plus does. Oh, okay. The Which Echo, they, they the Echo a whole Plus bunch of stuff is the device, the new, the newer device that can act like a smart. Yeah. So this one's one. It's only twenty bucks more for the Echo Plus. No screen. Uh, apparently, a better speaker, and it builds in. What is it again? Uh, Zigbee. Zigbee controller into it, so you don't have to have an external device on your network for it, which is kind of nice. And it also comes with one light bulb. Yeah. One Philips Hue light bulb. <laughs> All right. Has Echo Show been around for a long time? Uh, a couple of months. Yeah. Okay. I, I remember, and when you see a commercial for it on TV, it's always followed by the Intel jingle. That's how I, yeah, which we know very well here. Yeah. Uh, all right, Jeremy. Well, there's some good news about uh, Coffee Lake not supporting the Z270. Yeah, what's that? Suddenly the forwards are getting a lot cheaper. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like, say, uh, after you do the mail-in rebate, 150 bucks for a Z270 Gaming K3 from Gigabyte. Not too bad for Canada. For, I mean, yeah, for Canada, and, I guess, yeah. Sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know. Well, honestly, it's, check uh, Amazon, and it's probably a little bit more there. Oh. But yeah, so if you're dragging your heels, uh, take a look at some of the deals like this. Uh, take a look mm. at uh, some of the older Cabby Lake processors, and you can build yourself a seriously nice machine I, for a lot less than you might think. Yeah, I, I guess I didn't say this during the Coffee Lake news story, but like, don't buy a system right now. Right. You know, um, unless it's dirt cheap, unless it's dirt cheap. But even then, I mean, if it's dirt my, cheap, my comment about the six core, six thread, $180 processor, maybe having as good a performance as some quad core hyper threaded processors. Right. That are more dollars than mm. that. Right. Uh, is worth you. Want, you want to know the answer to that before you buy anything. So October uh, 5th. October 5th is that day, yeah. So next Thursday, right? So I, I, unless you... At least wait until then. If you're buying in this right. performance class, I would wait until October 5th, whether or not you were looking at an Intel system or a Ryzen system or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, which is why Intel didn't want this to leak out, you know, a week and a half ahead of time. But, you know, sure. tough toodles. But I, I mean, that is also always the state of buying a PC. It's like, well, if I just Correct. wait, something better Correct. will come out. But Although normally, October 5th is pretty damn close. It's pretty close, and you like know all the specifications, and you know the pricing. It's, you know, the only thing you're missing is the is the perf numbers, so keep yeah. that in mind. Alright. Uh, and last. Uh, so, you know, when you get like a new phone, and all the screen is nice and slippery, because it's got this uh, oleophobic coating on it. Yeah, it's great. And then, at, but then it wears off. Right? No. Well, it does. Not really. Uh, I wash my hands. Did you know you can reapply it? Uh, Saran wrap? No, Mm -hmm. not Saran wrap. It's basically just a liquid you can get that you... It's not in English. It works kind of like wax, but it's not the same. But it's just uh, the material, the coating material... Not that. Does this come with a screen protector? I think it comes with a screen protector, but that's not why you're getting this. Why the hell would you get... I don't know. An oleophobic screen coating and then cover it with a piece of plastic. Well, no, you can also... Good luck making it stick well, depending well, on the glue they use. That, if it's a tempered glass uh, screen protector, then you, you can, can also the apply coating the coating on, on that. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, right. Don't get this if you're going to try to put it on a plastic. If you have a plastic e screen protector, like a non-glass screen protector, because no. it won't work. How do you um, the apply this? Uh, you... Put it on like a cloth, you rub it, or you put a few drops on the screen, you rub it in with like a cloth, and you have to let it sit like overnight. Overnight, wow. You have to let it dry completely before you like buff it to like try to pile it, you know, try to get it. Uh, Do you have again. to be careful not getting it on the button or in the earpiece or anything like that? In the, well, I mean, well, if, if I could read the instructions, I'd tell you. Yeah, I mean, if you only put, <laughs> if you only put a few drops. Ah, the fuss coat. You're, coat. you're only putting a few drops on the screen as it is, and then you're just kind of rubbing it around, so it's going to not. You're not it's not like you're pouring it into the, yeah. the button or the earpiece, mm. right? Sure. Um, you mean I mean your speaker wants to be oleophobic anyways. You don't want oils in there. It's true. Uh sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> they make versions of this for cars, but it's meant to be uh uh <laughs> That's contoured. Josh. Fuso. Fuso. He always he always finds he always finds a way. All right, all right. He always finds a way. What episode is this, Josh? <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that's a thing. If you want to get that coding back uh, on a device that's not new anymore. All so, right, noted. Anybody or else? anywhere else? Or anywhere else? Oh, 
Mm. Nope. Don't have any ideas. Ken, Alex, you don't have anything on this list, so we're good to go. Not a chance. Do, do not apply to. Do not apply do, to head do not and face. Apply to apply forehead. directly to the forehead. <laughs> apply directly to the forehead. <laughs> apply directly to the forehead. <laughs> apply directly to the forehead. Close your eyes. Head damn on. it. <laughs> Is that even still? Like, oh, all right, everybody. Uh, nope, we're uh, going to end the show. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Uh, PCPro.com slash podcast. Go there, find the RSS feeds, the show notes, links to all the stories we talked about, video files, um, everything that is involved with this program you can find at that URL, PCPro.com slash podcast. Thank you guys very much for joining us. We'll see you next week. I'm Ryan Shrout. I'm Jeremy Hellstrom. I'm Josh Walrath. <clears throat> and I'm Alan Malventano.